It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, g'day, Alex Dyson. Hope you're doing well. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, mate. Um, all going okay in uh, in the Dyson world. What has happened recently? Um, had a bit of a dance party at the Dyson residence last Ooh, night. Just came out of what? nowhere. Did you have any uh, strobes? No, just just <laughs> just a bit of headbanging though. Just some muse. Really? Yeah, chucked on some muse, and um, I was lamenting the fact that my hair wasn't long enough to headbang, and then um, old Woods. Started, got the ponytail out and were and just really <laughs> strained the neck muscles. Oh my god! To a proper headbang. Talking to me. Okay, tell me, what's it like to not have to whisper after seven pm? Because <laughs> there's a small sleeping child above your head. Man, we're literally dancing, jumping, and headbanging in the in the home just on a Tuesday oh night. My lord! So and um, I bet you didn't come across any baby gates. <laughs> I bet you just walked from your kitchen straight through to the lounge room. No problemos, Nemo. That was pretty good, yeah. <sighs> just just a free walk. Um, but that means, you know, a little bit tired to uh, to have a chat to you today. But we've got a big show. Oh, a bit tired, are you, mate? <laughs> are you? Don't be Were one of those people. Were you up from 1.30 um, to 3.30 as well? It's just... just Repeating rockabye baby whispering. No, but I did wake up with a little bit of a sore head from the from the crisp dry whites that we were <laughs> drinking. But drinking um, straight from the bottle. Sure. <laughs> bottle. <laughs> bottle. La-dee-da. Yeah, the uh, aluminium uh, <laughs> bag. Yeah, four liter bottle. <laughs> yeah, got you right there, my friend. No. Um. Now we got a podcast to do for you today. Yes. Very excited. Did you know that you? could be entirely different to the person you think you were. You know, yeah. Matt O'Kine, you thought that you were an Aries. Yeah, I know. And NASA have uh, determined that they're, the things that we know about star, star signs, they're wrong. So we're changing that up. We're going to chat to you about that very shortly. Got some amazing stories about teachers whose class has absolutely derailed, gone down an embankment and uh, <laughs> blown up at the bottom of, uh, of a canyon. So uh, we're very excited to... Uh, here when classes got off the rails after my own uh, lesson yesterday got a little bit sidetracked by a Matthew O'Kine. But uh, we're also going to be crossing to New Zealand. They're doing very, very well these days. And uh, comedian Ursula Carlson is going to be uh, jumping on and having a chat to us about uh, life in the land of the long white cloud. Yeah, I'm sure she was a star pupil. She's certainly got a star quality about her after her brand new stand-up show is out on Netflix now. We can't wait to have a chat. Guys, buckle in. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, Matt, so excited to kick off today's show with an incredibly funny lady uh, joining us live from New Zealand, someone whose Netflix stand-up comedy special Overqualified Loser is out now. It's Ursula Carson. Hello, Ursula. Hello, boys. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Not as good oh, as you with your good old country going there in New Zealand. It in. <laughs> I were gigging. I hosted a show with 700 essential workers and they were, they don't know each other. They're just sitting there shoulder to shoulder. In a big field near Mount Cook or in a room? No, in a room. Oh! In a theatre. And then we would just hold hands and we kissed each other on the mouth. It was beautiful. <laughs> Goodness me. Seems- Amazing stuff. Well, we're very jealous of, because uh, you're in Auckland right now, yeah? I am. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're extremely jealous of you. I mean, you've just released a brand new Netflix show. It's, it's, it's incredible. And it's an incredible achievement. And it feels like you just... 
blew up about four, five, six years ago, suddenly on this worldwide scale. You, you, you're one of Australia's most popular comedians, let alone the world. Before we get started on the new show, though, I'm, I'm, I don't think I've ever asked you about Ursula before comedy. What, what was, what was your world before comedy? You see, before comedy. Um, <laughs> before COVID. I, I used to work in advertising. I was a oh, designer. Okay. Yeah. Right. And in South Africa, I used to work for the newspaper, but in the, like I was their production manager, did a lot of ads for them and stuff. And yeah, then when I moved to New Zealand, I just kind of fell into comedy. Did you work, did you grow up on a nature reserve? That's what I've, I've read that. On a game farm, yeah. Our farm in Gualala, which means where leopards rest, borders on Kruger National Park. Oh, wow. So the animals just come back and forth. It's great. So you actually, you you could see them quite regularly. It was just a just a thing that happened. Yeah. And all we wanted to do when we were little is, like, can we just go to the beach? We <laughs> want to know what it's like to get some sand in our butt cracks. And my mom's like, you know, other kids don't grow up with the elephants and the giraffes. And, the, and I'm like, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> I want to swim with sharks. <laughs> yeah, I went to Africa last year and the, the tour guide said they have zebras that come up to their kitchen window and stuff recently. So it was similar to you. You had animals yeah. wandering through the, the fence in the backyard. You know what? I'm still looking. My mum has a photo that she took and was still one of those windy up cameras, you know, that, that you sort of push the button and without the flash, if you wanted a flash, it's a whole other kit that you had to buy and you could put it in. But we didn't have that flash camera. We just had the normal click, click, click one. Um, there was a lion and they stayed in our carport for about four days. <laughs> <laughs> just because they had this massive feed and then just didn't leave. So <laughs> the thing is, when you have a lion in the carport, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> You're not going swimming. You're not going anywhere. That was your COVID back in the day. It was uh, lockdown because there's a lion in the carport. What is the vibe there in the city? How how are people feeling about uh, where things are? Well, we're back to normal because there's no community transmission. There's zero. There's no cases. The only cases we have is new people coming in, you know, returning to New Zealand from countries where the the states were, um, and then bringing coronavirus with them. But then they in quarantine, they contained and, you know, so, but there's nothing in the community. So we're just going back to normal. We're just doing whatever we do. We're all back at work. We can go clubbing, drinking. People are hooking up with strangers again. It's great. <laughs> so did you, did you ever do a test? Cause I had to do one that, that, you know, they get pretty intense with the swab, but, um, the last time I think we saw each other in person, you had done a, you'd done a different sort of swab test. You'd done a, a an ancestry test yeah yeah Yeah. that was really interesting (laughs) why Um, what what was that about no well uh, no because they don't swab you have to spit into this test tube but the thing is you can't eat or drink anything because it affects the test right think you've (laughs) descended from a potato or something like that because you've been eating chips salt and vinegar (laughs) 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 so it's like all right i I then I think all right, so you can't eat or drink anything for like an hour, and then you have to fill this whole tube with spit. Do you know how dry it is? Like <laughs> trying to get spit because it's mainly foam. Them and, and you're like, I'm not getting a clear <laughs> taste with this. I need like a proper, you know. 
it was really intense, but it was very interesting. Would, what that, were the, would what that, were that be allowed to be done nowadays? Like putting spit in a jar and sending it off? I don't. Would, that would be not allowed yeah. with the current circumstances. They're still sending it to a lab. Like I didn't send it to a guy in his shed. He goes, Gary, who was best? Just sipping it and swishing it around and being like, it was like yeah, yeah and taste. Oh, yeah, taste I can pick up of- some um, some African <laughs> notes there. Yeah. I can pick up a bit of pine. I think it's North Island. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the, the Netflix show. I mean, this is one of the greatest achievements you can have really as a comedian at this time. And um, what was it like? Where did you film it? How did you feel about the show? And Well, I... Um, I was very nervous leading up to it. Not as nervous as my manager. I thought she was going to combust. I actually invested in a dart gun for her. I thought I'm going to have to get her off a wall at some point. Um, but I filmed it in Melbourne at the Athenaeum because it's kind of weird. Like they go, where do you want to film it? So, of course, you know, initially I was like somewhere in Auckland. But then I thought, weirdly, Melbourne has become a home game for me. You know, I feel like Melbourne is kind of, you know, where I feel more at home with my comedy and, um, you know, sort of those where I did the hardest work early on. But when it started paying off, I just, I kind of fell in love with Melbourne in a way that I can't describe to people who haven't been through it. Well, Melbourne fell in love with you. You were the, you broke the record for the highest selling comedy act at a festival ever in 2019. That must have been incredible. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that till on the day. When when um, they said I have to go to the thing, I'm like, really? That that was it. So I was really <laughs> blown away by that. But that, that's why I was like, I'm going to film it in Melbourne. And now, once the special came out last night, actually, uh, we were looking at the other people that are on it, and there's some other Aussie comics on Netflix, but I'm the only one that filmed in Australia. Oh. Interesting. All the other films in America. So. Although, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. So I think I Hannah Gadsby. Yeah. Hannah Gadsby filmed at the Opera House, I think. Yeah, so, okay, 50%. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, probably the only one, you're probably the only one who filmed in Melbourne, that's for sure, which is uh, it's a great testament to your reception there. So if you are watching Ozilla Carlson's Overqualified Loser on Netflix, listen out for the laughs in an Australian accent. You'll be able to hear it. It's pretty distinctive, the Australian laugh, I would say. <laughs> and I, I immediately say I'm in Melbourne and this is why people love gigging in Melbourne because mm. it's so great. I think I should get the keys to the city. Not now. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, right now you can have them. <laughs> Dan Edgers, the Premier will be uh, passing them to you, I think. It's, he's had a bit of trouble. This will be this will be like after I hired a house for New Year's and destroyed the joint and when the real estate agent came back, you're just like, yeah, have fun <laughs> yeah. with that, I'm out. Invoice so. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like when your dad buys a Ferrari and you're like, oh, my gosh, can I have that Ferrari? And then he writes it off and gives you the key and goes, yeah, you can have it now. That's if you can get the Ferrari out of the carport and there's not a lion in the way. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Ursula Carlson. So great to uh, have a chat with you. We're gonna, You're going to be joining us on uh, the weekend for a little bit of a midnight snack, so we might see you there. Yeah, I guess that'll um, be um, 2 a.m. New Zealand time at midnight mm. on Saturday night. So uh, we'll chat to you for five minutes then. Set the alarm. I'm on Netflix now. I party all night. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Ezra. Catch you later. See you, guys. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, do you have a joint account with your partner? A joint bank account? Yeah. No. 
Do you? Nah, neither. I'm not a I'm not a joint funds person. Never you know, wait, never gonna wait. join the funds. Do you have wait, a wait, 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 wait. I've got uh, our producer Sam looking at us a bit strange. What what are you what are you giving me that well, salty see, look for? You share a child with your partner, but not a bank account. Well, look, we have uh, a an account, but it's not like we draw from that for groceries and stuff like that. Oh, okay, so you do have a joint account, but it's like a very big account. You know, it's a it's a it's a mortgage. I did I did sign one with um uh, an ex. We had a joint bank account, which is still there. Um, getting fees and well, no, we're in the meeting and um, I remember oh man I remember distinctly in the meeting the bank person sitting across from us and was like oh so do you need we want a one signatory dis- dissolving of the thing or do you want two signatures to be have to you know get both to dissolve the account and I'm like oh one one should be okay and they're like no two and I'm like oh, are you sure <laughs> like yeah two I'm like oh okay yeah go with two whatever you want like I'm sure it'll be fine and anyway end up breaking up now Bank account still going. <laughs> different different countries. Bank account still there. Yeah, Fees that's not yearly. closing anytime soon. I tell you what, with these border restrictions, Matt O'Kine. <laughs> you know, going overseas to get a signature to close the everyday savings. So I don't have a um, uh, don't have a bank account with my current partner. Got one with my ex partner though, so uh, we're sorted. Um, go. F- Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> Look, well, I hope that the financial situation is better than a young couple um, in the States who um, the the woman in the partnership has posted on Reddit recently. You know, the, you know, are you are you into the relationship subreddit? I saw it. I, I saw the thing you're about to talk about. Okay. It was from a few days ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the media outlets here in Australia have been sort of uh, discussing uh, the frivolous nature in which the soon to be groom in this partnership has spent the uh their combined wedding budget right so they were saving all this money to have a wedding together they'd saved $8000 the, the the groom or the to be, soon to be groom is like hey can i get a gaming computer you know he said oh my friends have got one and whatever the the partner's like oh i, I guess you can get one so then this guy goes out not just just gets like a little you know, one of the new gen mega drives, <laughs> he gets, he gets a proper, like full three screen, different video cards, deluxe chairs, headphones, microphones, it blows the entire wedding budget. Or a gaming screen. rig. I mean, well, if he gets enough subscriptions on Twitch, it'll pay for a whole new wedding. So I don't know <laughs> what you're worried the, about. He can win that eSports. What's the big, the, 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 the Fortnite Legends. class? Yeah, exactly. He could be winning millions, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, until so then, the wedding's it? off. <laughs> well, it seems like it. I mean, you, you read it on the actual post. I mean, yeah, what, what was it like? Well, she said that he just doesn't talk to her anymore. So it seems a lot sadder than just, uh, you know, <laughs> oh... Old men, you know, typical male <laughs> husband's behaviour. It's like, oh, no, this relationship is in serious trouble and uh, there could be, you know, not even a wedding Although, at all. To be fair, if the headphones are that good, it's very likely that they're noise cancelling and he can't hear her. Okay. Right. <laughs> Righto. Were you a writer for home improvement, <laughs> Matt? <laughs> anyway, we are... Um, I think the crux of this is quite funny because occasionally someone will come home with something you go, really? Was that was that a necessary purchase? So well, we did ask look, you, what is the most annoying purchase a significant other has made? And we've got Hayden from Keeler East joining us. Hey, Hayden. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, man. What's your story? 
Well, I'm going to precurse it with um, it's actually me and my girlfriend Amy's four year anniversary today, and I love her very, very much. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh, mate, I hope you bought <laughs> you, bloody you've, you've wipes to it. wash <laughs> your knees with because you're on the ground groveling. Well, I'm, Go I'm, on. Hoping, uh, I'm hoping I can escape this for a little while. But um, what happened was when we moved out of home together. Now we'd come from a share house and we'd moved into a, moved into our house together about three years ago, and. Um, I was really mindful of when, when we were, you know, when we were moving out. I was like, "Hey, let's not fill up the house with shit we don't need. Like, let's not buy stuff that we, we're just never going to use." Ooh, amen to that, my friend. And the, <laughs> as someone who uh, recently moved house carrying a full box of pine cones from one house to another, <laughs> I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, my friend. Yeah, it's not, not the best, but anyway. So I was kind of like, "Hey, look, don't don't buy anything we don't need." The first shopping trip her and her mum make after this, and also love her, love her mum very dearly as well. <laughs> okay, come on, Aiden. What did she buy? They they come home and uh, present to me on the kitchen counter a Pete Evans vegetable spiralizer. Oh dear, oh dear. It's it's, it's a dual use. It spirals zucchinis and blocks five G, doesn't it? I think. We, it's... Well, I wish we got it free with our COVID lamp. But, um, <laughs> Fortunately not, but um, oh. yeah, look, and then so, I mean, the doozy with that was, I mean, it was like, you know, the number one thing you, you fill up, of all house, rooms in the house you fill up with junk you don't need, it's probably the kitchen, and yep. you know, it's safe to say it's uh, been in the house now for about three years, and uh, it hasn't been used maybe once, maybe yeah. once. What do you mean? You're not, you're not, you're not eating zoodles every night, mate? <laughs> <laughs> what a what? shock. We're just Googling what, what zoodles go with. Yeah. <laughs> How to not make them soggy lumps of crap at uh, the bottom that's of about a bowl right. well, if you make them. Hayden, thank you very much. And just just clearing up, do you love your girlfriend and your girlfriend's mum? You do, don't you? <laughs> no, yeah, they're great. They're okay, brilliant. Fantastic. Okay, oh, just wanted to make sure. Cook them, cook them dinner tonight. <laughs> just a <laughs> new coleslaw or something. Fresh salads. <laughs> carrots. Beautiful stuff, Hayden. Thank you so much for having a chat to us. We've also got Lisa from Sydney. Lisa, uh, your husband bought an expensive item. <laughs> yeah, he did. What was it? A drone. Oh, the old drone. <laughs> hey. The old drone. Now, has he taken sick overheads of the beach, <laughs> though? <laughs> Not at the beach. We live too far away from the beach, but he has actually around our suburb and stuff. He actually used it to map out where we're going to put our pool in our backyard. Oh, wow. Oh, that was coming very <laughs> handy by the sound of things. <laughs> so when, when he brought it home, was he super amped and you were just like, well, like let's ask, how much did it cost? Oh, about fifteen hundred. Oh, that's uh. He'd be wanting to work in Hollywood if he's spending that much on a drone. <laughs> um, okay, and that, and so he mapped out the pool. Did he think maybe a ladder could have worked as well? <laughs> like, you're standing on the roof and looking down at where the well, pool could have been. Well, he bought it because my dad. So uh, before Christmas, I was heavily pregnant. My parents drove across from WA, and my dad bought one to take photos of the bite. Of the Great Shelley Buy It. So there's already home, yeah. a drone in the family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he bought it. So when my dad got here, we were showing him all the photos. And they have, like, this running, like, for years, they'd be like, who can take the best photo? So, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, it all started when we went to Europe with them. My husband took a photo of the Trevi Fountain better than my dad. He's like, that's it from then. It's like, who can take the best photo? And so, so you're on the receiving end of this photo drone war. You're heavily pregnant and your husband's coming home, not with bloody a bassinet. Not with a bassinet or a capsule for the car ride from the hospital. Nah. Just a 
Maybe you could put a little pouch underneath the drone, have the baby sort of just floating in air. Oh, in that'd be a good photo. Dress the drone as <laughs> like a stork and then have the baby fly in as if the stork's delivering it. Beautiful well, he work. he did one. So he went to his parents' place and he took a family photo, but he did like of them flying out. So we're all just standing there waiting for him to take the photo with this drone. But it's like him going outwards so he can get the whole place. And so in the photo, you can't even see us. <laughs> But oh, it's a very sick good. Zoom out. All right. Well, Say cheese. thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> no worries. We'll catch you later. And Rob from Glen Rowan, uh, you've spent a little bit of uh, money in the household? Yeah, just spent a bit of money lately in isolation. Dob it yourself right. in. Go on, dob it. Dob yourself in. What did you get? Uh, I was watching The Last Dance during isolation and got a little bit inspired. So I went down and visited the local sports outlet. Um, might have got upsold a little bit on a basketball that I thought I might buy just for a bit of practice and uh, ended up spending, I think it was 110 or 120 bucks or something like that on a basketball. Uh, never played basketball in my life. So, yeah, I was oh. hanging out with my brother the other day and he, um, the topic came up and he saw the basketball and the price is actually printed on there. I didn't realise that. And he's like, did you actually spend 120 bucks on a basketball? I was like, yeah, I just got caught up in the moment a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so anyway, he, he started texting me photos of, like, cheap basketballs that he saw in, like, sports stores and stuff like that, and my missus saw the photos. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, she wasn't that happy about it, but, you know, Dude. I think there's a bit of pressure on me now to be a bit of a basketball. Those kind of basketballs, they're expensive ones. They're primarily used for games indoors, though, aren't they? Yeah, well, I don't know. The guy told me at the shop that like this, that was the whole selling point. This one's like a bit of an indoor-outdoor mix, that, oh. and it's going to last the <laughs> last the ages. You know, it's going to. Well, you know, Rob, the good thing about about your purchases, um, it's quite proven that no one from a poor background has ever been good at basketball. <laughs> So that is money. Like you need to have the best, the most expensive basketball to be a successful player. Like that's that's the rule. So you've so definitely I mean, invested in with a shot, well. am I? Or what? Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. So. With the NBA kind of... in the bubble at the moment, I mean that's just about to start start going, and a few people aren't in it yet. So there could be a few extra spots potentially, I'll maybe put on my the hand up for the trade period or yes. the rookie draft or something like that. Definitely, there's a few Aussies <laughs> in the NBA now, so you could be the next name on the list alongside Della Vadova and Simmons. I would say, uh, but you never thank, know. Thank you very much, Rob. Appreciate it. All good, lads. Cheers. If you have one, I'm sure there's a, a little bit more uh, juice left in this one, Matt O'Kind. Um, please get in touch, matt.and.alex on Instagram. If you or your partner has had a purchase that the other one has raised eyebrows at. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Matt, you're into your star signs. Um, what do you Bro. think? You love call them, don't me, you? Call me a little plastic jug of pancake batter because I am shook. <laughs> Honestly, the news that has come out yesterday about star signs, horoscopes, astrology. It's hit you for six. I don't even know who I am anymore, Alex Dyson. I know. You spend all this time becoming comfortable with who you are, all right, comfortable with not only your past but your future, and then NASA comes out and announces the stars have shifted. I thought I'd already had my Mercury in retrograde. I thought I was done. Honestly, 
The way that NASA just swing their bits about, acting like they know everything about space, stick to the rockets, mate. <laughs> what are you trying to... So this is what's happened, okay? Ancient, ancient astrologers have, have spent millennia determining via the sun's positioning in relation to constellations. Yep. Right? That if you're born on a certain day that you are a certain star sign, that you're, you'll mm. contain certain traits, that you'll have it in your DNA, certain vibes, you know, that match 12 different animals and beliefs and beings. Constellations and all those sorts of things. But uh, there's now no more... No more 12 signs, Matt. We've got a 13th sign. The stars have shifted. <gasps> you know what? You know what this is like? These astrologers are like it's they're like buddy Apple changing their charging ports constantly. <laughs> you know? You finally get one that fits. You're, you're comfortable with it. Then a new one comes out. What are you meant to do? So NASA, NASA first said, apparently, back in 2016, I don't remember this, but they said, uh, look, there, there's gonna be some changes. Mm. Because the sky that we see has shifted, shifted in a few thousand years. So the Earth's axis doesn't quite point to where it used to point. We're seeing some different constellations. Therefore, when you're born, the sun positioning, blah, 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 it's changed. So if you're born between November 29 and December 17, happy to let you know that you are one of the new signs. Your sign is Ophiuchus. My man, Robbie. Robbie, one of, my, one of my best friends. There you go. Since since day one primary well, school. Is he? You don't know that man anymore because <laughs> you once knew him potentially as a Sagittarius. No, no, no. He's an Ophiuchus, he, oh which is symbolized Lord. by a snake bearer. Has he been snaking you a little bit recently? I can see why. He's an Ophiuchus. All right. Uh, anyway. I'm not an Aries anymore. I used to be an Aries. I used to, you know, 12th of April. That's my date. Yep. Now, apparently... I'm a Pisces. I don't like that. Oh, Matty boy. Bit of water or are they fish? Pisces. Although I'll tell you what, I do like swimming. Just (laughs) I do the two laps. Yeah, just the two. Anyway, this is a big change up and Matt and I are here to help you navigate your way through the change up. So we're about to let you know the the new dates and your new future right now, Matt. Um, Yeah, so you, you know, if you wake up every morning, you read your horoscopes, Mainstream media, those plunks, will still be <laughs> catching up to this news, no doubt about it. Exactly so, right. So we'll give you, know, you a, a head start on what you need to be thinking about, <laughs> where you need to be pointing your rudder for the next little while. Capricorn, that's January 20 to February 16. That's the new one. You'll ask someone how they are, they'll say, good, how are you? Then you'll reply, good, how are you? Aquarius, new, February 16 to March 11. You're going to be spending a lot more time indoors. Pisces, March 11 to April 18. Uh, You'll burn your toast, so you'll make some more, but you'll burn that too. Then you'll realise why your parents never let you stay at home on school holidays. Aries, updated to April 18 to May 13. You're really starting to feel confined lately, so try to become uncomfortable in an enclosed space. Taurus, May 13th to June 21. You'll sever your funny bone in a freak elbow dabbing accident with your co-worker. 
Gemini, June 21 to July 20. There will you will encounter a sense of isolation from forces outside of your control. Cancer, July 20 to August 10. You'll do a fart that sounds like a puppy yawning. Leo, August 10 to September 16. Outside bad, inside good. Virgo, September 16 to October 30. You'll have to stand in that awful back section of the bus that nobody ever wants to stand in. The driver will yell, move to the back, please, and you'll know that that's you and you won't want to do it, but you'll have to. Libra, October 30 to November 23. You will win $10,000 on the 21st of July at 6pm from a scratch ticket bought from Lidkin RSL sold to you by a woman named Rhonda Birchmore who is no relation to the cabaret singer. Scorpio, November 23rd to November 29. No matter how much you jiggle the nozzle, the last few drops of petrol will end up on the side of your car. Sagittarius, December 17 to January 20 these days. There's an undeniable sense of change in your life. Be ready for new beginnings. Uh, Disclaimer on that one. This prediction is only valid for use by caterpillars or other larvae. And for our brand new... Ophiuchus. Ophiuchuses. Ophiuchus. November 29th to December 17. You'll spend the entire day boring everyone to death about how you're in New Stasium. Oh, I'm in New Stasium. Have you heard of Ophiuchus? No one cares, Ophiuchuses. Why don't you piss off your kiss? Piss off your it's only a day old. He's <laughs> still already getting schoolyard bullied. <laughs> anyway, piss off your kiss. You can quote us on that. Uh, new size Simons, you're welcome. I smell toast. Now, Matt O'Kan, we put the call out yesterday after I crashed and burned in my first online tutorial class, trying to teach both our producer's son, uh, who's five years old, and yourself, who acted like he was five years old, on a <laughs> on a Zoom meeting. It was a disaster. It descended into a, uh, a burping competition. successful day at school. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that was awful. <laughs> and now uh, we put the call out out, Matt, for when uh, something, when a teacher has had a class go off the rails. Yeah, and I mean, just being in that environment again yesterday made me remember about just how awful students can be. I talked to my dad again and he's like, oh, I forgot to tell you the story about when some kids were smoking behind the... <laughs> behind the, the bike sheds or whatever, set a kid's bag on fire. That started a brush fire. The school had to get evacuated. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like herding cats See? trying to get people going on. So we put the call out and uh, Amy got in touch. She's in Brisbane. Hello, Amy. Hello, boys. How are you? Oh. You uh, you on the uh, the dirt bike today? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, I'm on a main road, yes. Okay, that's okay, all right. Fair enough. Are you out there? Are you out, you're doing uh, the, the crossing... Shift, the crossing you know? duty, yeah. The yeah, bus okay. Duty. <laughs> yeah, well, how long have you been a teacher for? Uh, for 10 years. I have many, many stories. Goodness gracious. Wow. Now, we I asked, mean... for, given you've got many, we asked for one that's 
the uh-huh. uh, the one has gone absolutely off the rails. Uh-huh. What happened in a class you were teaching? Okay, so it was a particularly rainy day, which if anyone out there is a teacher, they know is a horrible, horrible time. Um, and the <laughs> kids where the were timetable? <laughs> oh, it's the worst. And the kids were coming in in the morning. Come in. Oh, by the way, this is a grade one class, so they're little. Coming in the morning, sitting down on the mat, we're about to mark the roll. So we start marking the roll and we get to one of the students and they just um, start to release toads from their pocket yelling, toads, toads. That story just took an absolute leap. You said that so casually as well, Amy. One toad, two toads. Um, like three or four, and um, they were only little, but yeah, they'd collected them from the drain outside um, because yeah, it was raining, and yeah, the toads were hopping around. <laughs> so the, the kids just yelling, "Toads, toads!" Yeah, toads, toads. Now, were they yeah, cane I, toads? Uh, I don't know, maybe like little frog toads. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've had. I mean, there's absolute pandemonium when someone's dog turns up to class or uh-huh. there's a bird in the room. Yeah. So what what was it like with toads? Crazy. I guess we just evacuated the class. I can't remember. It was so no long ago. No one was trying to lick them or anything like that. <laughs> That's certainly a class to remember. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for the call, Amy. Uh, we wish you all the best and may the next toads that get released in your class turn into a, a beautiful prince. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks, Amy. Bye. Oh, that is brilliant. And it does matter, kind, bring us to the end of another all-day breakfast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe head outdoors right now, go grab myself some toads, <laughs> stuff them in my pockets, send a class into mayhem. Yeah, getting a few amphibians. May the amphibians forever be filling your pockets, no matter what you're up to. And uh, if you are... Sneaking around the Matt and Alex Instagram, can I just recommend get on there and check out the uh, the turn down for golf video, which uh, we got to put up there after yesterday's resounding success to uh, to finish the show. Matt O'Kine, you've watched it about five times so oh, far, <laughs> at least. So funny. Hey, thank you so much to Ursula Carlson as well for joining us on today's show. Such a champ. You will most certainly hear a midnight snack with her maybe on yeah. the weekend. Keep an ear out. And uh, and thank you to all the callers who joined us on today's show. Alex Dyson, hope you have a good one as well. Keep partying. Keep having your midnight parties, mate, without your your kids' gates and your hey, all I, the sleep I, you're getting. I had a look at the, the most recent off your kiss star sign and parties are in my future. So uh, I'll be <laughs> waiting for that one. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.